everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr back here with another old interview I conducted. This one was recorded back in May of 2016, and it was with a very talented young girl by the name of English Bernhardt. I first saw her on stage in North Carolina Theater's production of The Little Mermaid back in 2014, but she was only in the ensemble, mainly Merv's sister, though I did see her a year later playing Natalie Goodman in their production of Next to Normal. And in my review, I wrote, as Dan and Diana's troubled daughter Natalie, North Carolina native English Bernhardt should be a star in the making. That's a true story, folks. And so, since then, she got to be in the ensemble of the National Tour of If Then, which is where I interviewed her by phone. And who knows, hopefully someday we'll see her name up in lights on a big Broadway marquee. Until then, enjoy the interview. How does it feel to be in your first national touring production? It's really incredible. There are still days that I can't believe it, that I kind of pinch myself and have to step back and and look at it all and realize what an honor it is to be traveling the world and with this incredible production and with these cast members. And it has been everything I thought it would be and more. And I have loved every minute. Now, tell us about the company you get to work with, because you obviously did the first few stops of the tour with four of the original cast members, Adina Menzel, LaChance, James Snyder, and Anthony Rapp, who's still with it. Uh, it. It was unbelievable. I mean, I grew up watching James Snyder in one of his movies, She's the Man, which is funny because some of the people in our cast didn't, didn't even realize who did that movie, and here I am, like, quoting every line, and I'm sure that might have to do with me being in the younger generation of our cast, but I love it, and so I, I love getting to see James, and he is, is such a wonderful person, and a talented actor, and it's really, really wonderful to be around, just to hang out, let alone to be in the show with, and LaShawn, she, she just lights up a room, and it's hard to even explain what it was like with her here, because she is so wonderful and supportive and kind on stage and off stage, but also was so involved, and, you know, our swing started playing cards backstage during shows, and suddenly LaShawn decides to get in on it, and next thing you know, it's in her dressing room everywhere we go. So she just opened up everything to us, and her daughters would come visit, and they are they're just as wonderful as she is, which is not a surprise at all. She is truly one of the most talented women I've ever seen. And, you know, I watched her perform and, and see her win her Tony and The Color Purple and was on the island. And I've been looking after her since I was a little girl. And so to be able to be in the show with her was really, really something so special. And for her to be such a kind person on top of all of that was really the icing on the cake. And then Adina, I mean, for the first day of rehearsal for her to walk in, I think we all kind of got goosebumps a little bit just because talking about growing up looking up to someone, I mean, I I think most girls that want to follow the path of musical theater look up to Adina, and especially in her role that she's done in Elspeth, of course, and then now doing Frozen. She's had this incredible career that is only continuing, and, you know, she just, she brings herself to the role in, in a way that I've never seen anyone else do, and I understand that, you know, this show was essentially written, and this character in its end was written for her, mm-hmm. so it really is her to a T, and to get to see her perform it, she's truly so gifted, and it's, it's wonderful off stage as she is on. We had a little a little scene together where I played as her intern. I had a 
return who's here every day. And then, like I was saying, with LaShawn bringing her kids, Adina brought her son every now and then. And, you know, they came out bowling with everyone one night. And it was really an incredible group to see, even with people that, like James and LaShawn and Adina and Anthony, that have, have, have created such an incredible career that they can still be so grounded and down to earth and, and you know, willing to be a part of the group and, and part of the family. So we hated to see them go, but our new group is the same way in every way. And Anthony, we love the Anthony stay because Anthony has grown to be one of my closest friends, actually. He is truly a team player in every way. He is consistent every night, and his performance is so honest and truthful and beautiful. And he and I have a fun little scene together as well. And he wants to be treated like everybody else. And all he wants to do is talk about baseball and wants to talk about the Chicago Cubs and just have a good time. And he is, everybody loves Anthony and it's hard not to really. And so we're so lucky to have him for the rest of the tour. And now with Jackie and Samira and Matthew Heisig, we've kind of taken in our new people and are forming our new family a little bit, which has been also a wonderful experience. And now let's talk about your director, Michael Grave. He's pretty busy right now. He just opened Steer Evan Hansen at Second Stage in New York. He's getting ready to do War Paint in Chicago with Patty Lapone and Christine Eberson. He's going to be launching a new non-union tour of Rent. Now, what is he like to work with? He is so kind and loving, but he's such a brilliant director. He pays such close attention to detail like no director I've ever worked with. And it shows in, in all of his pieces. If you look at Ray, you look at Next to Normal, he is just he's such successes and it doesn't surprise me at all because he just the way that he communicates things and the way that he can bring out what he's trying to from an actor it's magical and I was actually able to work with Michael in the early stages of Dear Evan Hansen it's how we met I did a reading and then I did a lab and then they, they went to DC and I wasn't a part of that and then now obviously they're at second stage and Anthony and I have already bought tickets and are going to see them on our way off so that how we met. He has this way of still still making you feel safe in a workspace and confident in yourself, but is truly just one of a kind and has this vision and knows exactly what he wants. It's magical. And clearly other people see it too and want to continue working with him, like Anthony and Adina and everyone that's now worked on Evan Hansen. And like you said, he's so busy right now, as he should be always, because he truly is made for this business and has an eye for it. And I am one of his biggest fans and think that he is absolutely wonderful. And I'm just thankful I got the opportunity to work with him again on this. If Then is a completely original musical, how would you describe it to audiences? I would say that If Then is about a woman named Elizabeth who has just moved to New York City a divorce and is having to make big changes and big decisions in her life. And she's realizing that her life could go in one completely different direction if she chose one path versus another. The show goes on to show you both paths that she takes if she would have chose one decision versus another. It shows you both life paths that she takes and how they cross and how they weave and it shows you how her life would have changed accordingly if she would have chosen A versus B. And then in the end, it kind of 
shows you what would have happened no matter what. No matter what choice you would have made, this is what would have happened. I think that it's an incredible story because I think it's so relatable to everyone because it makes you think about, you know, everybody wonders what if. What if I never would have taken this tour? You know, where would I be? Just what if I would have taken the job? What if I wouldn't have? What if I would have dated this person? I think it's something that we all wonder and it kind of makes you think of it in a way that if you could determine your fate, would you choose the life that you've had? And so I think that it's really, really an incredible story to perform every night. And I love that, you know, it takes place in New York and that even though we are traveling the country, most of us are now based in New York. And the show is kind of a love letter to New York City, as one of our captains put, which I love. And it's true. So we get to perform every night in this city that we love and doing this story that I think we all feel so close at home with. And I think it's a beautiful piece that all audiences will love. One theory I have is that I think if you hadn't taken the tour, you probably would have gone to be in Dear Evan Hansen. You know, I'm not sure. I think Dear Evan Hansen, you, you may be right, and I, of course, thought about that, absolutely. And I think Dear Evan Hansen is just on the road to becoming something huge because it, it's just an incredible piece. It's really beautiful, and I cannot wait to see their latest to want to become a performer. I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, and North Carolina Theater is a very big regional theater, downtown Raleigh. It's an equity theater, and they produce their shows locally, bringing in actors from New York and directors from New York, but also adding in local actors as well. So my parents would take me and see some of the shows, and that is what just kind of sparked my interest in it. And I knew I loved to dance, and I would sing around the house all the time, and I would see these shows, and my parents started to find out more information about the North Carolina Theater Conservatory, which is kind of the training ground that goes along with the theater. You can start classes at age, I want to say, three, four, or you can start very young at the conservatory. At this point, I was a little older. I was about seven or eight. My parents got more information about that, and, and I jumped over the idea, not even really knowing what I was getting into, but I just knew that I wanted to perform, and I remember my brother and I would do performances around the house or my parents, and like I said, I was constantly singing, so I was never really shy about it, but I started taking classes at the conservatory when I was eight, and so through that, I started taking dance classes, and there was a class called Live on Stage, which is where you kind of learn to, to perform, to sing and, and dance at the same time. I started taking voice lessons and acting classes, and it kind of grew from there, so I started auditioning for the, the main kick shows, as they called them, and I did my first show, which was The Music Man. I was Amaryllis when I was eight, and then I went on to just kind of grow up through that theater, and I could not be more fortunate to have grown up there because I made all of these incredible connections there with them bringing in so many people from New York. 
was able to do Annie with Andrew McArdle as Miss Hannigan and work with some incredible directors and all these actors. And then when I later moved to New York, I had all these connections and I didn't feel like I was this little girl from New York just packing up the things and moving to New York, not knowing anyone. You know, I felt like I had already kind of made a nice connection and a nice kind of base to come into. And so that is really how I got started. I would say I would owe it all to North Carolina theater. So I'm so thankful that Raleigh has that entertainment, that art space that they do, because otherwise I wouldn't have the opportunities that I've had. Oh, let's talk a little more about North Carolina theater. Would you mind sharing some more of your experiences there, like the shows you've done? I started with The Music Man, and then after that, I did Annie Get Your Gun, and I did The Sound of Music. I did Cinderella, and Annie, as I said, and Hairspray, and Legally Blonde, and Avita, and Les Mis, and then most recently, Next to Normal, actually, which was really neat, because that being the most recent show that I did, to then come into this show, where obviously it's the same director and writers, uh, Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie, and then obviously Michael Grice, it's been really neat to see a couple moments in the show, and it's then where the music sounds a little similar to Next to Normal. It's so neat to see, because they're both incredible shows that I love that I was able to get a part of, because I feel like I understand and can experience their, their work a little bit more, because it's so rich and lush and, and beautiful, and I, I loved as my entire experience getting to work on Next to Normal. But so that is the most recent one I've done, and I left for New York, and then left saw you in Next to Normal last year, and you really, really impressed me in that. Oh, how funny. Thank you so much. What a small world. What brought you down from North Carolina? Well, I actually moved here almost three years ago now, and I pretty much got my job with Broadway World almost two years ago, and so I've been going to see shows in North Carolina theater. Oh, wonderful. That is so great. I'm so glad you were able to see it. That's great. Are there any dream roles you'd love to pursue in the future? To be completely honest with you, I am so enamored with just the little taste that I got of Dear Evan Hansen that I don't really know what is in store for its future, but I would love to be a part of that again. And other than that, I, I would love to do a couple of my roles I've already done again. You know, I said I did Avita, I was the mistress. I would love to do Natalie again. I would do Ethanine again. But aside from that, I mean, I would love to be, you know, anything in Wicked, as everyone does. Nessa Rose has always been someone that I have looked up to. Not that Alphaba hasn't, and Glenda, of course. But I think Fun Home is beautiful. I think I would cut my hair off and can't be middle Allison any day. But, you know, it's, you just have to have lots of dreams, I think. Try to constantly have something I'm looking up and, and look, working towards. I don't know, this certainly wasn't 
you'd like to give to any aspiring young performers out there? I would just say you keep going. You can absolutely get whatever you want to get if you just have the right mindset and a strong support system and a couple opportunities and doors to be open, then that's all you need because what tour has really taught me is I've loved getting to, to hear everyone's different experiences of how they've gotten to where they are and, and how and what they've done and how they got there. And, you know, we have a couple, the United Know Hall and Clifton Hall and our cast are married and are both in the show. So that is incredible being able to see them be not only a couple in, in a show together, but also traveling on tour with their family. And so it's been amazing to see that. And they actually met when they were 19 in the Miss Saigon tour. Mm. And so I just turned 20. So I started this tour when I was 19. So it's been so neat to see them kind of reliving their experiences through me this time around. But so everyone has a path of getting here and, and how some people left the business for a little bit and then came back. Or some people didn't start training really until their senior year of high school. Or some people started young at a conservatory type thing like I did. I would say it doesn't really matter in terms of when you started or, or where you started. If you just keep training and keep performing and are not discouraged and can take criticism and can take disappointment but turn those around and just pushing for the next opportunity, then it can absolutely get you there and there's nothing that can hold you back. English, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview, and I'd like to wish you all the best of luck with not only If Then, but also whatever the future holds for you. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for calling. I'm, I'm happy I got to speak with you. Yeah, me too. Wonderful. Have a great day. Thank you all for listening. I hope you keep following along for more podcasts, and I'll see you all later. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.